Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is kind of excited that we have a date. We have a date for when cinemas in the United Kingdom shall reopen. 17th of May is the new Christmas day, people. 17th of May, the new Christmas day. Uh, my name is Tosin. I am the host and I am based up in Worcestershire. And joining me on the Isle of Wight as always are Sharon Bolland. Hello. And Sean Harris. Hiya. Yes. How are you guys doing? How do you guys feel about a new Christmas day? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, it's, I'm I mean, looking forward to that. It's, it's my It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Is it actually? That's actually my birthday. Seventeenth of May is actually seventeenth of May is actually my birthday. So, I was going to say to Sharon now, and perhaps I was thinking of seeing. We, we were. Are we allowed to eat indoors on the seventeenth? Are we allowed in doors? Oh, oh you mean like what? You mean for like, like going restaurants. for for yeah. restaurants and yeah, stuff? That in, I don't yeah, eating in. Because I was thinking maybe it might go to Hong Kong Express before. Yeah. Before um. If it's legal, end. we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to sort of just put a general invite and say if it, I, I, if it isn't if it if it isn't legal to go inside, order takeout and eat it on the street. Eat it on true. Newport yeah. High Street <laughs> on your way yeah. to the cinema. Cinema, yeah, yeah, that's that that'd be a good one. Yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking of that. So yeah, so it's my birthday, so it's a super 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 bonus. Yeah, because oh. we got lot we left got we missed out on your birthday celebrations last year. Which yeah, my biggie. A more special birthday celebration, yeah, wasn't it? it was. Because you were well into lockdown by then. Whereas yeah. Toes and I, we both had birthdays ending with a zero, but we got in before the lockdown, so we were able Just. to celebrate ours. Yeah, yeah, mine was well. Yours is January toes, and mine is February. So we we just got in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Party just, just time squeaked before. in. Just I mean, last in. year, last year I had a mega. I think I think because I said about coming down, I had like a mega thing planned. You know, with, with like karaoke and everything. <laughs> karaoke, yeah. backyard cinema, <laughs> quizzes up the wazoo. I can I can just imagine what Sean Sean birthday celebration would be like. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Sean, I was speaking to somebody earlier today. And I was like, I was saying to him, like, I was like, Sean would love you because what he has a business and what he does is that he does reproductions of like World War Two era uniforms, but makes them like really, really authentic. Oh, what, really? And, yeah. and when he was, when I was talking to him and he was just kind of like, the way he was talking, I was like, oh my God, you sound like Sean. He was like, he's like, Sean's the kind of person who watches a film and goes, oh, it ruined it for me because that guy was wearing the wrong belt buckle and that belt buckle was only used by the second battalion in the blah, blah, blah. And, and he was like, I do the, exactly the same thing. That's exactly the same thing. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Sean, 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 you would get on with this guy. He makes oh, like, yeah yeah i could give you his website but he makes he makes reproductions of these outfits so and he is and his whole thing is that it has to be authentic it has to be doing like the medals and everything like that but i just thought it was funny that it was like oh yeah sean sean you would you would love to chat with this guy this this guy's like it's like you <laughs> anyway what are we talking about we're talking about cinemas yes so and also not only not only are we having cinemas back but sean you have been saying over the last couple of weeks how you have refused to watch godzilla versus kong yes any op- any other option that was given to you even though i refused to f- watch it because they were asking me to pay more money for it on a streaming platform i'm already paying money for but you refused to watch it because you are saving this for the big screen 
for the big screen yeah yes and yeah. and as we were saying just before we started recording cine world cinemas seem to have been the ones who have said you know what we're going to have a deal this is they've struck a deal with warner brothers to mark their reopening with a new deal to show films in theaters before they're streamed and godzilla versus kong will be the first film to make its uk debut on cine world screens as part of the deal so sean it looks like you're getting your it looks like you're getting your thing you're getting your okay, wish on my birthday yeah on my birthday on your birthday on the isle of wight <laughs> which has a cine world as the main thing and as long as nothing stupid happens where the isle of wight cinema goes well we're different from the rest of the mainland you will get to watch godzilla versus kong on your birthday on the isle of wight perfect <laughs> so yeah so um yeah happy birthday sean Thank now, you. now I th- I think we have we are we're having a little bit of a fallow week because <laughs> because we also sat down there. I think oh, we had a we had a bank holiday for those of us for those of you who are not in the UK. A bank holiday is a public holiday, and so Monday of this week was a bank holiday, which means that the week is shorter, which would seem to mean you would think that that would mean that we'd watched we'd watched more stuff, but. <laughs> but I, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I mean, Sharon, you've definitely said you haven't watched anything. I'm having I'm a bit of anything new. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm having a bit of a blank, and the only thing I have is Collateral. So you know the Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx movie, yeah, <clears throat> which we've never spoken about on the podcast uh, because we started the podcast long after the film had, had opened, and we usually had the rule that says you can't bring something you've already watched before. But watching this, I realized. I haven't actually watched the whole of this film. I've seen maybe 20 <laughs> minutes of it. So so I think I can just about get away with coming in and talking about Collateral. And I have a Tom Cruise question for you guys to... I have a Tom Cruise question for you guys to to ponder when I talk about Collateral. So, um, Sharon, you can get a thinking cap on for that. Sean, you have seen stuff, but you've forgotten it. So you think that that means that they were not that memorable. That, so, no, that wasn't that memorable. There were some things from last last week, I think, which, which I didn't... You know, because we didn't say yeah yep. like um let me just think i i don't know did, yeah, did, you, you what, spoke about something did, called the golden arm golden arm that's right yeah so dead water did i talk about you 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 mentioned that you'd watched dead water but you didn't yeah. say anything about dead water okay because right. we we limited you seeing as you've gone beast mode again we limited you to talking <laughs> about one thing that's right the, the glorious did we talk about the glorious no we didn't all right okay oh. okay no we didn't all right so right anyway okay okay so i'll tell you what i'm gonna do right okay so i will kick off i will kick off and talk about collateral i'll talk about collateral i think we might all have seen that for yeah i've seen seen that and then sean we will give you two minute blasts to go through a whole bunch of the (laughs) stuff that you've seen see what you can do in two minutes unless there's one of them you want to talk about for longer than than the other yeah i i I probably the one the one that i was going to do if i could choose one would would be that michael clayton so, oh, Michael Clayton! Oh, you'd yeah, never seen that so, before. I hadn't seen that before. No, that was oh, okay. I mean, so I, I, I had not seen that one. That, so that was like a real, real, real bonus. No, I'd not seen Michael Clayton. I'd seen right. the Ides of March and all those, but I've not seen this one. So. All right, cool. Okay, good stuff. So let's kick off with Collateral. Now, Collateral is oh, wait a second, second. Put my seven minutes on. Put my seven minutes on. Let's not waste everybody's time. Clock. Uh there seven minutes so collateral is a movie with tom cruise and jamie fox and it starts it starts off with jamie fox and he's a cab driver in la and uh he's a cab driver in la who has this dreams of like you know getting himself into a limo limo company and all that 
and Tom Cruise shows up at LAX, the airport, lands, gets it, and gets into Jamie Foxx's cab. And the longer short of it is that it turns out that Tom Cruise is a he's, he's an assassin who has essentially hired this cab because to drive around LA to get some to kill some people, and then he was going to get him to take go back to the airport and fly off. The original plan is that he was going to do this without the cabbie knowing anything else or being none the wiser. However, it doesn't quite go that way. Now, this is it's it's it, this film has been out a while. It's probably been about ten years or something like that. So it's so I think most people actually already know this film, and it was one of those films that you know when you're watching a film and you think, oh, I've seen this film before. I know exactly what happens, and then you start watching it and you're like, hang on a second, I don't remember this scene. I don't. I, ooh, you know, I think maybe I've only just seen clips of this film. I've heard people talk about this film, but I haven't actually watched the film. So I, I got to watch the film. It's directed by Michael Mann. And I think this is, I think it's a really, really great film. And the question I had, the conundrum I had for you guys to ask is, has Tom Cruise ever been better than he was in Collateral? Um, ooh, that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I, th- I think with Cruz, and I think we've had this conversation before when The Mummy came out, Toes, and I think we were yes. saying that with, with, in the hands of a good director, yes. he, can be, he can be really, really good. But if he's not, it's not a strong director, he pretty much... If, you know, yeah, if, if you feel like Tom Cruise is in charge, like because obviously nowadays he produces a lot of his films, yeah. which means that he is essentially his director's boss. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so if 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 he has, I think it can go wrong. A bit like the mummy went wrong. Yes, uh, the mummy went wrong. A bit like the mummy went wrong, and I think a bit like the Mission Impossible movies, they've just essentially become an excuse for Tom Cruise to do a whole yeah. bunch of stunts, which yeah. and and everybody raves about them, and I'm not so I'm not so sure that they're as good as that. But no. because it, in Collateral Oral, he plays Vincent. And he plays this character that only has one name. You don't really know any much about his backstory, but there's all these things in his in the story and in his and in his performance that you just kind of like go. You start getting hints of where this guy came from and who this guy is and why he is doing that. Why isn't he doing that? And there's funny bits where he kind of becomes part assassin, part life coach to the Jamie Foxx character who's driving him around and is freaking out about the fact that he's killing all these people. And he and, and it's it's actually quite funny because I know that, that you know the Saw movies. I don't I don't really I don't really haven't watched the Saw movies. I haven't really gotten uh, behind or got into the Saw movies. But I but I think that there's something in them where the jigsaw killer he essentially uses these contraptions to teach people to have a better life. Or something like that. From from what I've from what I've read about the like that he's kind of like saying, "Oh, you're wasting your life." But now that you're close to death, you will know to appreciate life. And, so, and there's this weird thing where Tom Cruise does, where he's almost kind of like a life coach for Jamie Foxx, going, "Oh, look, that lady. Yeah. She gave you her number. You're not going to call her, are you? You need to call her. You're, you're being too chicken in your life. You need to grab life by the ball." <laughs> and you're going, "What the heck is going on here?" But I think it's it's a really really taut thriller. It's really really well done. I think it's. And I think the performances are great. And I honestly, honestly don't think that Tom Cruise has ever been better. And weirdly enough, this is one of the few times you find Tom Cruise playing a bad guy. And yeah. Yeah. I, and I think he yeah. is he is so good in this. I mean, with the, he doesn't really look like a... Because he has like sort of bleached... Well, no, he has his sort of white hair. White and, hairish. Um, yeah, he has, he has yeah. white hair. And I think he is... I know people... And Tom Cruise bashing is almost like a part-time, especially on the internet. Tom Cruise bashing is a part-time to say that he's rubbish and to say all the things that are wrong with him about his beliefs and all that. But I, and I think sometimes you, you, you forget 
how good he is. And he, he does dead-eyed, dead-eyed menace really, really, really well. So Was that was, was this Jamie Foxx's first film? No, no, no. Jamie Foxx no, had been no. in loads of stuff beforehand. Actually beforehand, right, yeah. I, I, think, I think he was he was actually in this after he won the Oscar for Ray. Yeah, right, it okay. Was. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. in this after he won the... But, but so Jamie Foxx was known as a, com, as a comedic actor as a singer and every, and then he came out with Ray and everybody was like where the heck did that come from yeah. and it did it did catapult him to a new level of sort of like film stardom and, but I think but I think it, in collateral mm. it's almost kind of like a play it's almost yeah. kind of like a play but I, I, I just think the film was really really well done I think yeah because I, I, I all it was the reason I was saying that because I didn't think I mean he's good I really like Jamie Foxx but I didn't think he was amazingly good in this it was okay but i didn't didn't think he was amazingly yeah. good on jamie fox well, yeah yeah, and I, yeah I, I think yeah i think it's because the character the character is supposed the character, to be yes is quite passive the character i mean is quite yeah i mean his other roles jamie fox any given sunday baby driver oh yeah, I mean, yeah 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 they're just he's he's just he's just just great but this he just didn't seem i don't know but i he, think you're exactly right it's probably the character he was playing that was, it was, it's, it's a lot his more character subdued. was out yeah his character was out of character for him yeah it, it was the, <laughs> the, the character was a roast. bit of a sad sack it was a bit yeah. of a sad sack although the film has it actually ends up being one of these sort of time capsule things where you go back and you see all these people who are in the film who were not as well known as they are now because I was watching I just kept there's a bit there's a scene with Javier Bardem he shows up and you're like what 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 are you doing here? And he has a tiny, tiny role where he, he plays like, you know, he, he's in a club, he sits down there, he's menacing, he's on screen for all of five minutes. And you're like, oh my God, that's Javier Bardem. But it's just, they just treat him like it's just some random, like, you know, good. Mm. Mark Ruffalo shows up. Mark Ruffalo shows up and you're like, oh my God. Because my wife, the reason we we're watching this is because my wife, when we started going out, we had a... Uh, we ended up with a list because my wife is not really into pop culture of things that everybody talks about that she should watch like she hadn't seen any of the diehards before going out with me hadn't seen any of the lethal weapons hadn't seen any of the star wars so uh so this was something that she was like, okay yeah let's watch collateral and she was watching it she was like oh my god is that the hulk i was like oh he looks different because he has his hair slicked back and he looks yeah. over, uh, and it, it's he looks a bit almost a bit more like michael peña in this film that he that he lo looks like mark ruffalo but there's all these people that just keep popping up in the film that you just think that it it becomes like it becomes fun just to watch but i think collateral now that i've actually finally properly watched the film i would give it um uh i would give it four out of five especially and it's a high four it's a high four out of five especially because uh, even though it has tom cruise in it it doesn't have the, the problem my brother is always complaining about with tom cruise which is he wins Tom Cruise wins the day. Tom, Tom Cruise saves the day. Oh, Whatever yeah, happens, Tom, yeah, yeah. Cruise, Tom Cruise is always this person. And the fact that he was a bad guy in this is quite a good one. All right, cool. Good. So, shall we go with... So, Sharon, have you seen Michael Clayton? No. Have you seen Collateral? Yes. Okay, cool. What did you think of Collateral? I'll ask you that then. No, I liked it. I thought it was good to see um, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx playing against type. Because I think you get into that mode where you know what you're going to expect from both of them. Like before this film, Jamie Foxx was, as you say, a comedic actor, and and, I think, and and cool, and cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you expect him to suddenly turn into this, you know, gun-toting, kicking, and fighting, uh, and biting, yep. and 
you know you expect them to be transformed into what we're familiar with and the same with tom cruise you expect him to suddenly go oh actually i'm not really the bad guy i'm actually just tom cruise yeah and so i think the fact that he stays in character for the whole film and that it doesn't play to your expectations to me made it made it a success yeah and unlike and it is when you look at the catalogue of or think about the catalogue of films that tom cruise has done this is the one that is sort of slightly out there isn't it because nearly everything else he's done is of a type and i think i mean it's the one that does stand out the thing is, as well, you've got a good director, haven't you, really? Yeah, got, Michael Mann. Uh, I mean, Michael Mann is I mean, a very good director, yeah. And, and actually, one of the things I did watch or rewatched was Heat. So, oh, um, yeah. That was heat, thinking yeah. about that heat. <laughs> That's on. Some of the films that are on, I have, I have rewatched a lot of stuff because, you know, I, I don't know, because I've just started watching it and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch Heat. Yeah. I watched a bit yeah. of Fox, then Heat was on. So, yeah, that's one of my that's that's up there. That's up. Yeah, there. and and Michael Mann, he does have this. He has this love affair with L.A. I, I, yes, <laughs> he just keeps setting films in L.A. And the way he shoots L.A., you're like, you can see all the way from to live and die in L.A. to heat to uh, to collateral. You're like, uh, this guy, he he has he has something yeah. something for L.A. Um, oh, and also the other the other time that I would look at Tom Cruise and say, because uh, I asked the question, has he ever been better dramatically? I think it would be hard to say he's been better than he is in Collateral. But also, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, in which he, he plays he also plays a bad guy, but a totally different type of yes. bad guy. That, I think, it's, it's like, you know, it gave me a new level of respect for the guy with, with his role as Len Grossman in, in, the, in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, yeah. In Tropic Thunder. That's right. Yeah, as, yeah, the, yeah. as a movie producer, I, I was like, <laughs> I just got, you're, you're watching it, you're going, that's it? Tom Cruise. <laughs> that, that's Tom Cruise <laughs> I think it's oh right, cool so Sean you said you wanted to talk Michael Clayton yes Michael Clayton yeah so, I mean, yeah. yeah I was going to say we'll give you your full seven minutes for Michael Clayton and then okay. you can, we can zip oh, through whatever else you want to zip through alright okay. cool so go Michael Clayton okay Michael Clayton well how, how this film slipped me by I just don't know I, I, I really don't know it just, I just sat and I thought Michael Clayton George Clooney and I was thinking of Michael that it was a um, like there was a film about the IRA called Michael Collins. I Michael think. Collins, yeah, with Liam Neeson. Yeah, and I thought that, and I thought that's what it was because I saw it on the as I was flicking through the sky and I saw it and I said, I, that's, I just sort of went and then I thought, oh, George Clooney. So so I watched this film. Basically, the storyline is um, George Clooney. He works for this this high paced uh, you know uh, lawyer company with a, a big lawyer company. And he's what's called a janitor. And he goes around and he has to fix sort of he's, he's the first one that turns up. He doesn't actually defend in court, but he goes there and he he puts the right people in the right places for the people to, you know, he says, oh, I, I mean, that's a, a, like like someone's been in a car accident and they say, oh, will you go and phone him at two o'clock in the morning? And say, will you go and see this guy? And he goes and, and explains to him that I can get someone sort of all out. Yeah. And it's and it's one of these these um, political intrigue things where one of the partners of this company he's he yeah he just goes mad and he, he just goes mad and takes all his clothes off in this thing and starts, yeah 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 and then he's is. yeah and he's so obviously he's and the, the company's like we've got to stop this and he he's he's been in contact with um this these the that they're protecting their 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 lawyers for this firm that have had something to do with weed killers which have killed some yeah and with one of the partners he's got he's got lots of stuff so they obviously decide to to um yeah we have the, the partner stop, i think stop, is a, is a partner played played by tom wilkinson yeah who, tom wilkinson. who, who knows, he knows where a lot of the bodies are buried 
and he yeah. seems like as you say he seems to have like a crisis of confidence or crisis of conscience uh, along with his with his breakdown right which now. means that he's about to go out there and start telling everybody all the bad things the company has been doing yes yes yeah um and uh, so, have you seen this, Entos? You've seen. I this, have seen you? Michael Clayton. Oh yes. right, okay. Have we never talked about it before? Then? We've never spoken about Michael Clayton. Oh, right. No, and okay. I, I, I have to admit, I would agree. I would follow with your sentiment. I do not know how this one has passed you by because this film sounds like it's <laughs> right, right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> yes, really, really. Um, I mean, I love, I love George Clooney. I love George Clooney films. You know, Syriana and the Ides of March. All those, all those like movies that have got something to say. Yeah. Um, so so yeah so this story like, like i say he's, he's like the janitor he fixes things um and is it tilda swinton she's the is she like yes the, yes tilda swinton's in it, yeah. yeah she plays that's the part that i've because normally with tilda swinton she can i she reminded me of jodie foster out of um silence of the lambs why i've no idea but she looked like <laughs> anyway so i know that was one of my random things but back to this anyway yeah um so the story is it's basically the intrigue of how like some people high up in the company do not want this to come out and yeah. obviously obviously with George Clooney knowing it was he was a friend and he sort of he disappears and he's like well what's happened and he finds out some things so he decides that you know he's going to actually investigate it so obviously yeah. people in the company they, they put a tail on him and they've got these people and I thought it was really really well done actually with the with you know with the with the car explosion and things i thought that was like because i could imagine early in the morning you might i've i mean i've done that myself sometimes where if you've been driving and you might actually see something and actually just stop and get out and and you know i mean i've done a lot of driving in my time and i so i could really relate to this stuff and because some people might have thought oh that was that was lucky that was lucky but i thought well early in the morning (laughs) <laughs> you know you see some things and I, i've done it myself so i, I, I couldn't okay, I couldn't. okay so, so sean is trying to sean is simultaneously trying to describe a scene in the film without giving you any spoilers, spoilers as, to, yeah. as to what's happening yeah. so so but yeah you know, no, you know the scene i mean you know the scene i mean i uh, mean because uh, i could have in another if it had been another universe i might have said i've done my little moment that's totally unrealistic yeah but I think it's like okay. Look, a couple of the reasons why I thought that you would like Michael Clayton is because it is at its heart a paranoid seventies thriller. So yes. when you have all these para- when you have all these paranoid seventies thriller like all the President's Men or anything like that, the whole idea is that there's a higher power up there or the, the like, and there's stuff they don't want to tell you, and you've got to go and do all this investigation to try and figure out a way of uncovering the truth and find out what's happening. So the whole film is kind of like almost a crisis of confidence for confidence. A conscience for Michael Clayton, asking himself whether what he's been doing and going around and being the janitor and cleaning up after all these messes for this law firm for all these companies, whether it's actually worth it because he's trying to get out. It's, it's, he's yeah. always, he's trying to get out. Then this whole thing happens with the partner who's a good friend of his, and the film seems to deliberately be low key and deliberately be, um, deliberately be realistic. So everything that happens, that like you know, I think what you, what you're aiming at is things that get sensationalized in other films, like oh, it's a thriller. We're gonna blow up a car. We're gonna kill <laughs> this person. They actually happen in a very sort of low key, understated. Yeah. Hang on, that's actually what it would look like. Way like yeah. like there's assassination scenes in this film that are anything but sexy. 
they are anything they are just they are just sort of matter of fact it's like what is yeah. the point here the point here is not that we're trying to cool we're trying to look, I, make this thing look cool the point is I, we're trying to kill a guy <laughs> and i mean that's the first time i've seen how you know the way the way they do it which i thought was like if you don't want anything to be seen i thought well that's never i don't think that's ever been i've ever seen that in a film yeah yeah, before, yeah exactly actual, and it's yeah. like that makes so much sense <laughs> what, 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 you know do you know what i mean <laughs> it's, also, it's like why did people never never ever you know, that was that you know that was like yes i can see why they did that you know well, I won't say what what they did because that's yeah. you have to watch that. So Sean, Sean going on with Sean's thing of oh yeah, oh that makes sense. It gets a <laughs> yeah. mark from me. It, it makes sense. Gets a mark from me. Oh, yeah. So, so so how many stars would you give Michael Clayton? I'm going to give this one a four, a nice high four. I, I mean, yeah. I really liked it. It's right. You you were right, thousand right up my street. Uh, it's the typical thing I like. I mean, I love those low key thrillers as well because Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, the remake. Yes, yes, it's just, very, it's just, very much so. Yeah. It's just that you, do you know what I mean? They're not like uh, they're, they're not overhyped. Like you were saying, yeah, some of the assassinations are like, oh, you know, that was that was real showmanship. Do you know what I mean? They were just yeah. just kept very low key, and and to me, that's how it goes. So yeah, so I've got to give it a four star. Yep, I would agree. With, I think it was a film. I remember I saw this. I saw Michael Clayton on an all nighter, an all nighter cinema uh, <laughs> in London at Imperial College London, where the cinema would do every month, every term they would do an all nighter. Michael Clayton was one of the films on. And it was one of those films that you finish watching and on the one hand you think well not much happened it was just people talking in but but you go hang on but that was really good that that was really really good it was and you know obviously george clooney he's quite political he says a whole bunch of stuff and you can see the sort of political motivations behind this talking about big companies that keep doing cover-ups and putting profits before human lives and it's uh but yeah i thought i thought michael clayton's a very 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 good film so sean we have four minutes left on this zoom thing what films do you want to tackle in your uh, quick fire round i gotta got see what i remembered actually I, i'm gonna start writing them down and i did write some down um did we do a film called anna yes no, yes you did anna, oh, we, yeah, we, we did anna anna. ages ago all right I know, all right okay so let me let me just look at see what I that was like. Luke, oh there was a Luke film Besson. called the glorious film called the glorious that i watched which was 2020 which is um Gloria Steinman, she was like a a, a woman's uh, woman's liver. She yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, but it, this, this is this is really really good because it shows her in four sort of stages of life. Oh so yeah. On a greyhound bus, so you've got her, I, I guess, round about uh, four or five, then round about eleven or twelve, and then sort of in her teens, twenties, and then up until the fifties, um, and. I could probably now I'm thinking about it I could probably save a lot for this movie but there there are times when there's great shots in this when it all sort of goes through different times in her life but there's they're all talking about it at the diff- so you've got all four characters at one time on this greyhound bus and they're all discussing the, oh wow the, yeah so yeah it's great and it's all about the feminist movement and how it starts off and the, the journey through it and what she witnesses and I, I think it must be based on a true story and it's, uh, I mean there's some Julianne Moore that's it Julianne Moore she plays yeah. the, um, um, and uh, oh and also there's she goes to when when she's obviously in her university days and she has to go to India for a year and she ends up with some of the the lower cast so so there's a whole period where she's in India and she sees what goes on with the with the women and all that and I think that's what sort of you know gives a yeah no this one um 
I, this this was the one I saw the week before, which we didn't do. So I'm going to give this one a, a nice little four stars for this one as well. I think thinking well, about so, it now. So it's essentially a bus ride with with her having a conversation with herself at different ages. At different ages, and and I like there's that also idea there's lot. also yeah there's also bits. Um, I think you'd like it, Toes. And there's also bits where they so they obviously go through the different parts in her life where she's growing up, and then as I say at moments that they're, they're all together talking on a on a obviously having their thoughts okay it's really good we, we might get kicked off zoom we'll just come back in okay. in a second okay 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 so yeah so i'm going to give that one a four stars it's worth a watch i think you might like it as well sharon it's an interesting yeah. concept i think i've seen a trailer for it or yes i have seen a trailer for it because right. as soon as sky you said it, i thought oh i think that's julianne moore yeah yeah was that sky cinema or sky cinema yeah yeah, because, yeah that's uh, why i haven't seen it yet yeah that, that's why that's where sean lives nowadays yeah, well, but the thing is, what's what is quite good about it? I can sit in my room, and I can put it on and just flick through. And then if something, because I mean, like some of the films I've seen are probably films I wouldn't have gone out of my way to see. You know, yeah, like um, you, you know, quite a few actually. And and that's how I got like Antebellum, that one that we did the review. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ones that I probably would not have watched if it hadn't been on. So it's quite good because. I'm doing yeah. other stuff and then I just scroll through and I think, oh, this looks good. And then I yeah. end, up, end up watching it. That is a problem with Netflix. I mean, it is hard to be caught to be caught yeah. by something you don't intend to watch. That's it. And, <laughs> and you, can, you can be lost in a rabbit hole just looking for something to watch. And yeah. then you've spent an hour just yeah. doing watching nothing. That's it. There's also a, um, a series that I've started to watch um, and it's called Exterminate the Brutes. And it's basically about um, all the different, you know, colonial powers at different times and how things oh, good Lord. the first ep- it's quite it's quite interesting because it's 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 sort of all over the place so i think there's four four episodes in there so hopefully oh. that won't be in another couple of weeks i'll be able to review that one so right, i think i think that we might be around about done in, okay mm. in the week in which we resolutely failed to watch anything new i mean <laughs> i mean <laughs> i was i was planning to watch i was planning to watch um uh the Mitchells, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, it is it. It's an animated film. So Sharon, you're out. It's I'm out. <laughs> animated film on Netflix from the people who made Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse. Uh, yeah, and it's all about um, how there's this robot apocalypse. So uh, there's a family where you have a dad and you have a daughter, and dad's always complaining that his daughter's always on the phone, and like how this these phones that we have are destroying are destroying this uh, whatever family thing that we have. Sean, this might all be sounding very very familiar to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's saying like, oh, you know, we families we used to sit down, we used to talk to each other, we used to have eye contact, and that doesn't happen anymore because we're always looking at the phones. And the daughter's going away and going to a university, so the, the father decides that as a last chance, last ditch attempt for them to actually have some family time together, they're going to drive across America to, to take her to university. But the, but while they're going there, they get stopped because his worst fears are re- realized, and the AI in the phone revolts and takes over the world and then the, it descends to, essentially it's a robot apocalypse so it's the Mitchells versus the machines the machines are robot apocalypse so that's that's what um, that's what it's all about that that I was planning to watch but my wife didn't fancy that and so she decided to go for something that was old and we saw collateral which I'm not I'm not mad about at all um there and also I just wanted to say the final thing is a uh, report back I saw I actually went and watched Love and Monsters I got over myself got over my fear of oh, giant yeah. insects yeah 
and uh, when I saw Love and Monsters and Sharon I agree with everything you said I thought the film was great I really really enjoyed it and it was it was actually one of those films where I was sad that the film did not get to be released in cinemas I was sad that the film because I think there were some things because it's an adventure movie sort of action adventure movie but there's some moments of real heart in it where stuff happens like there's a bit with uh, Sharon I think I don't think we can hear you again oh Okay. <laughs> it was so, my finger. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. There's some moments of real heart in it. There's a moment, and the funny thing is, I, I was reading a, an article about it, and someone was pointing out how one of the moments with the biggest heart involve a guy, a robot, and a dog, and yet you still get oh, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Mavis, the Mavis thing. The Mavis the, the, that whole scene is so well done. It is so well done that, and in such a way that sometimes when people try and do something with heart, it feels like they might be duping you, or it feels like they it's too yeah. contrived, or it's too manufactured to try and oh yeah, cry now, press this button, cry now. But I think that that whole scene was just so you're like oh, that feels real. That feels like they're actually connected to yeah, something real here. Didn't see that coming, and I think a lot of the the good scenes in it where you think actually they. They haven't taken the shortcuts because it would have been so easy. I'm going to, I won't talk about the ending because it's just the spoilers, but there's there's a predictable ending and then there's like almost the ending that we got. Yeah. Because, you know, he set out on this journey and then you're there. Yes. The expectation is it's certainly going to end a certain way. Yes, yeah. And and the fact that they just sort of steered clear of that when it would have been so easy for... Well, they, they ended up with something... Yeah, they ended up with something more complicated something more complicated a yeah. uh, uh, more more kind of real that that than what you expect in a, in a movie they do kind of so sort of go back to a point where the typical hollywood ending might happen but they're not going to pay attention to it <laughs> they're not going to do it yet <laughs> yeah. i did like michael rooker's character i think michael rooker is almost one of the only actors who could do that now i think yeah that, that character that he plays yeah the, the sort of gruff but lovely kind of thing it, yeah, it's. I think I, I, I quite like, and also I. I think I have to say, word um, props to Ariana Greenblatt, who plays Minnow, who is the eight-year-old girl who walks yeah. around with Michael Rooker's character. <laughs> and it's. I, I just think this is this. This was a. This was a gem of a film. I really, really enjoyed it, and even even with the massive creepy crawlies, it was still good. Yeah. And and a great dog, one of the great dogs on film. If you ask me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should be there. Yeah, doggy films, that'd be yeah. They're, they're... Another subgenre, yeah. A subgenre, the great, great film dogs, <laughs> great, and and annoying film dogs like the ones in both Independence Days and the one in Man of oh. Steel. Oh Those, yeah, yeah. Oh god, stupid dogs. It's just stupid dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stupid <laughs> dog. <laughs> trying to make me care for a dog. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Until next week, when we will be oh, get the light Lord. back. But okay, but by the time we record next week, Sean, we will be so close, fingers. so close, so close. Four, <laughs> four days, four days, four days four from days. cinemas coming back. Know, so we're we're we are there. eleven days out. Eleven days out from Sean being able to watch. You know, I actually think you're just going to spend the whole of your birthday in the cinema, Sean. <laughs> if you're allowed. I think, I think I'm allowed. Chinese food, yeah. Uh, yeah. Smuggle it I'm... in under your jumper. 
Uh, if if you're allowed to um, do that, but they haven't said anything about your Cineworld cards, your unlimited no, cards. No, not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. No, no. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, I I will see, and I will I will try and see what I can. Ooh, I might actually have to figure out what I'm going to watch first. I have to figure Ooh, out yeah. what I'm going to go to the cinema to see. Ooh, ooh. Well, I'm gonna to have to see what's showing on my local one. Anyway, okay. until next week, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me, and I apologize if you feel seasick if you see any of this footage because <laughs> I have been jiggling around a lot. So it's a goodbye from me. Yeah, apologies to you, Anna, on on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> bye bye from me. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. bye.